0: Welcome to Just Flow With It. As you know, this podcast is all about inspiring us all to live authentically true to who we are. You know, to do that, to do us unapologetically every single day, day in and day out. Today, I have a very special guest. His name is Enrico Moses. And he is special for a few reasons. And number one, he's just one of The most interesting, dynamic individuals whom I've ever known, I I can never have a boring conversation with this guy, Um, and also one of the kindest human beings I've ever known. Um, He's always been there as a huge support system and also one of my biggest cheerleaders. And he always, always sees the best in people which is why he's a great coach, and we'll get more into that later, but that's one of the reasons why it's special. And then the other reason is because he is my partner. I'm the lucky lady who gets to live and share lives with him, um, and he is my baby daddy. I, uh, I trapped him, as Ali Wong would say. Uh, but yeah, we share a four-year-old daughter, And um, I also became a bonus mom when I met him um, and his son. His son was seven years old when we got together. And now he's a teenager. So I'll let you guys do the vague math on that. But um, it was really fun to have him on the podcast. We talked about a lot of stuff. Um, I really wanted to zero in on Enrico's work, his work that has spanned quite a lot of lives because he's done so many things in a short amount of time. Um, And we'll get to that later in the actual, you know, part of the podcast where I talk to him. But this episode is really helpful for people who find themselves having multiple passions you know, having so many different projects that they want to do and feeling like they have to choose one. And Enrico beautifully talks about how, you know, that's, that's bullshit. You don't need to choose one. You don't need to just listen to one part of yourself, just one part of your heart. There is a way to look at your dreams, to look at your gifts abundantly. Um, And so you don't have to deny those parts of yourself. You can actually you know, make it come true. Um, work at work at it to make sure that it comes into fruition. Um, but you know, like everything, it takes hard work. And, and he talks about how he's he's done those things. Um, how how also he's dealt with fears and challenges and roadblocks that um, have proven difficult for him. If he had let them stop him, um, and he also shares. lot of helpful tips that can help those who are just beginning, just starting, being entrepreneurs and being creatives. Because a lot of times, you know, people don't really have a huge amount of capital or financial stability right off the bat when they want to do their own thing, right? So he he shares some helpful ways that you can still create financial security um, as a starting entrepreneur, and I think overall, um, what I really loved about this podcast is just how how it flowed. It flowed so naturally. Just the, the discussion that we were having was just fucking fun, um, fun and casual and, and it's, it's very accurate and similar to the types of discussions that we have when we're at home, when we're just talking, when we feel inspired to share our our ideas and, and, and to build on each other's ideas, um, and interpretations. So anyway, without further ado, Let's get to my talk with Enrico Moses, entrepreneur, creative, leader, and most recently, father, father's, what did I say, father, founder or co founder of Zen House. Enrico, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, good to be here with you.
0: (laughs) So, Enrico is actually also my partner in life, partner in crime, right? So this is... This is true. This is going to be a fun one. Um, (laughs) We're going to get to a lot of um, what Enrico's done career-wise, life-wise, and also what he's about to and currently doing as well. Um, Enrico's been... I mean, I feel like you would describe yourself, as you've once told me before, as... A leader an entrepreneur and a creative and mm-hmm. within those things you know you've been a fashion designer a shop owner obviously of course a father um, or I shouldn't say obviously because um, <laughs> well, people... if you look if you look at my Instagram exactly it's obvious. it's obvious you've been a tech startup founder a marketing agency owner and and now you're a personal Growth coach, would you say that's accurate? Personal growth. Coach. This
1: is this is accurate.
0: Okay, and then you're also a DJ slash producer, mm-hmm. and you're also building a production company, right? And then you're also now a founder of an organization called Zen Circles, which we'll get to more in a little bit. But, Zen House. Oh, sorry, Zen House. It's okay. Um, but you have circles within. Yeah, we do Zen, Zen
1: circles within the Zen House organization.
0: And um. So there's a lot of roles taking place, you know, simultaneously here um, and also in your past. So did you, which roles did you feel like you were in flow with, um, with your authentic self most? And these could be multiple roles or maybe just one, but.
1: um, I think definitely starting my store, starting my brand and opening my store. I was totally in flow during that period for sure um as a dj and a owner of a company that manages djs and helps venues and private events kind of do their sound and entertainment that's been something that's really been in flow and you know it's just attuned to who I am and what I know Mm -hmm. um
0: yeah because music's been a huge part of your life for a long time
1: yeah you know I've been I've been playing music and DJing and throwing parties since I was I forget nine starting to play the saxophone and 15 having events and throwing parties so yeah I've been doing that for a while
0: so do you ever feel like you're doing too much and you know how, how do you just ensure that you're allocating enough of yourself to the people around you as well as reserving some time for you
1: I wouldn't say that I feel like I'm doing too much I think that that would be looking at it at like what I'm doing in judgment or maybe like in the shame reference mm-hmm. I look at what I'm doing as really asking myself the question like what am I juiced about and how can I make sense of what I'm juiced about? So, you know, it's like there's things that I can do right now. There's things I might have to put off into the future that I really want to do right now, but I don't have, um, you know, the access or the capital or, you know, the different combination of things that I might need to, in order to pull off um, certain ideas or certain event, events or companies that I have ideas for.
0: So how do you decide... Which things that you're juiced about to focus on?
1: A lot of that is just through meditation. I, I meditate a lot, I journal a lot, and in my journaling, I'm constantly asking myself that question what am I juiced about? and creating lists and looking at those lists and being honest. You know, over the years, those lists will shift, and some things will be at the top, and then those things will move to the bottom, and then those things will be off the list. Um, and I just allow that to happen naturally. And, and I don't, yeah, I don't shame myself and say, oh, why are you doing so many things? Um, mm-hmm. Or why, don't you know, you stopped doing that and you were doing that. Like, oh, you said you were going to do that. Now you're not. I think that all comes from an egotistical place as far as trying to show the world. This is what I am right now. This is who I am and trying to make sense to that. Um, but I, I feel like the only person that really has to feel comfortable with who you are is yourself. Um, so that's what I'm constantly moving towards is asking myself those questions. And sometimes they could be hard questions. You know, it's like I think that when we invest in things, whether that's our time, or our capital, we feel like we have to stay doing that because we've already invested right. so much. But I look at it in the sense of, well, if you don't enjoy that, then why continue to invest in something that you don't con- you're don't you not enjoying anymore, and yeah. it's not really fulfilling you just because you were investing in it before, you might as well cut your losses and, and stop investing yeah. in it.
0: Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people see that as failure. Like they, they failed at something, or maybe even a sense of guilt will come, come along. I know it happened for me when I was working as a buyer, and I realized, I don't want my boss's job. Like, I don't want to keep doing this. And I felt a lot of guilt because I just invested so much time and money and and resources into being this role, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's really helpful for people to know that they're not stuck in something just because they spent time in it.
1: Yeah, I I think it's... um... The concept of failure through my studies of nonviolent communication is I Love that book. Is yeah, it's a it's an evaluation, it's a judgment. And so from the context do businesses fail? Yes. You know, in sports, can you fail and not win the championship? Yes. Like there's things that in the context of those things you can fail, um, but also you can look at every failure well what's the lesson you know so it's like even the word failure in that sense of like oh i failed i didn't win the championship well it's like well maybe you learned you know maybe you learned and you came back and you did win the championship
0: would you say there's no such thing as failure in life like you mentioned in business yeah that's the case but in life can you really fail in life
1: no there is no such thing as failing in life, um, there's lessons. There's definitely lessons. And mm-hmm. I think that the word failure and the concept of failure is very misunderstood. I think that when people, let's even say in a business, right? let's say a business fails and they raise capital and then that business goes bankrupt and it mm-hmm. goes under. I feel like it's really easy to look at that business and say, I know why that business failed it didn't have the right branding, or it didn't have the right marketing, or it didn't have the right uh, human capital and employees, and it didn't have the right leadership. But the truth is is you do not know. That's the only truth to what is happening is you don't know why that business failed. That business might have failed because it was undercapitalized, or there's so many things that you don't know. So when we even think about failure, it comes from the egoic place of oh I know what that is. I know why I failed and we wanna feel like we do and it's good to look for the lessons, but I think that it's just it's a misunderstanding to think that, Oh, I know why I failed and that's yeah that's what happened.
0: And honestly there's a lot of luck when it comes to timing <laughs> when it comes to business success, wouldn't you say?
1: A lot of luck. Um, not to say it's all luck, but it's just when being at the right place, right place at, the at the right, right time, time um it's sometimes it's meeting the right people it it there's so many stories of businesses you know i was talking with uh someone who's opening or actually opened a really dope facility called remedy place and he was explaining how he met his business partner and he was talking about how they met out in a bar in forgot what it was in some other country it was an asian country and they're just out drinking and that's where they met that's how the business started right and so i mean if that's not luck i don't know what the fuck (laughs) that is right you know so that's you know he had to be prepared they knew what they were talking about but in business and in life a lot of it we're not in control of Mm -hmm. you know we're not in control of what the market does and sometimes even what the market wants you know we come from the fashion background and we're not in charge of how trends move and you know what one day people are like i don't want to wear that style anymore like nobody's really in control of that
0: and not just the market like right now the you know coronavirus is definitely affecting a lot of what's happening internationally when it comes to business so that's not even within business practices or business trends that's completely outside of that realm
1: exactly and
0: no one could have foreseen that
1: yeah there's so many things that you can't plan for it's like i went to school studying uh, apparel design and fashion marketing retailing and it's just like nobody knew that the internet and social media was going to just completely change the paradigm of fashion Mm -hmm. like nobody really knew that they might have tried to guess you know through some science fiction but at the end of the day people were looking at magazines and television and i remember for a while people were not even trying to use social media you know there's a lot of fashion brands who are like no we're not into that and it's it's amazing how quickly things can shift
0: right did you foresee yourself being a coach
1: You know, that's not something that I really had planned on the agenda. I know, like, going to college, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going (laughs) to study and then, you know, do fashion, have a store, and then be a coach. Um, But I would say that looking back, it makes a lot of sense. um, Just my want to have people on my journey to help out. And there has been a lot of people on my journey and mentors that I've had. Um, but just I would say a yearning for more of that um, is what created my personal journey in personal growth and personal performance and emotional intelligence and all the things that I've been studying. You yearning
0: know, for, for more of what?
1: I would say more mentorship. More mentorship. Know? So like, okay. you know, people in my life who are like, hey, here's, here's these techniques that I've been using. I really didn't grow up with a catalog of like business owners in my family there were so there were sprinkles of that um but a lot of it i had to you know learn through reading and mm-hmm. and watching videos and things of that nature so a lot of my personal growth and development has just come through uh you know personal itch that i was scratching of like let me find more let me find more let me find mentorship and put that in my life um and and really develop myself to where i want to go i know where i am and i know where i want to go and i want to find people in my life to help me get there so that's kind of like what led me into becoming a coach was was really just pushing myself and finding finding those answers that uh that were in place to help me really get to where i wanted to go and, and continue to thrive
0: you definitely have that innate sense of curiosity and and throughout the years that I've known you I feel like I was one of your first unofficial clients because you'd always put me on you know different books and and different podcasts and helpful practices and and workshops
1: yeah I would say for sure you were one of my <laughs> first clients and I would say you're really one of my greatest success stories I think that <clears throat> You know I would never take credit for where you are now but I will say that I've been such a, a big advocate and kind of like been that type of coach to continue to help you figure out you know where did you want to go in your career because yeah. when I first met you you were in the fashion industry and you know how help- burnt out yeah helping you to get into like digital marketing and consulting and just to like give you that perspective of like you can do something else. Like, you can be an entrepreneur. You could be a creative. Like, you're a powerful leader. I saw that in your in your work ethic, in your drive as an employee, you know, as someone who is working as, as a 9-to-5 employee for corporations and companies. So I was like, oh, I know there's so much you can do. And I saw you take – number, the the biggest thing I always respected about you and what made me want to continue to, like, always – help you thrive is because you took those risks and i think that that's what a lot of people they want to do but they're really not willing to do is to say i want to do something i want to change my life but i know it's going to be something big and to like be able to take that risk is is something that you've done and i've always um really respected that about you
0: kiss break (laughs) (laughs) Love those. (laughs) Um Well, thank you. Those were really nice words and as cliche as it sounds, I couldn't have done it without you. Um, Mm. you've definitely been there to push me. And sometimes when you pushed me, I resisted. I resisted a lot. This is true. (laughs) This is true. But then, you know, eventually I'll come around and be like, Hey, you were right. Like, oh, look what I found. Um so it was really helpful to have someone it, it's so helpful to have someone pushing you and I feel like that's why coaches are so valuable because they know things that you need without you knowing them yet.
1: Yeah, I feel like the way I look at coaches is I have a simple metaphor and it's like in life we're we're always climbing different mountains, you know, or climbing mountains of our choices. It could be the mountain of going to school or going to college, it could be the mountain of starting your own business, it could be the mountain of getting the job that you really want. And in climbing those mountains, A lot of times, if you're climbing a mountain, it's great to have somebody who's already climbed that mountain help you climb that mountain. Right. If I was going to climb Mount Everest for the first time, I'm pretty sure I'd want someone who's made that trek before. Right. And not to say I would never be able to do it by myself, but it's probably going to make it 99% easier. And I'm going to have way more of a chance of surviving. And, you know, in that environment, it's... It's do or die. And so, you know, life isn't do or die. But if you think about it in that context of, do I want to have somebody who has the skills and has the tools to help me get up this mountain that I've never climbed before?
0: Would you say that you need to find a coach who's done exactly what you want? Like if you want to, you know, build a multi-million dollar fashion business do, would you say that you need to have someone who did that?
1: No, I would say that's more of an advisor okay. to your company as someone who's already done that and so they can kind of see five steps ahead and advise your company. I would say that the purpose of a coach is not necessarily that they've done what you want to want to do. it's that they have the skills to get you, To where you want to go, meaning they understand how to take you from A to B and for you to focus on getting to B and overcoming whatever self-limiting beliefs, whatever obstacles are in your way. Mm -hmm. A great coach is going to help you see those obstacles, understand how to overcome them and to really create accountability for you to get to your destination, which is, you know, in the metaphor of the mountaintop, it's, you know, climbing to the top of the mountain. We want to make sure that you get to the top of the mountain and then get back down the mountain. And so that's really the job of the coach is to understand how to get someone from A to B. And, And sometimes I would say that Someone, just because someone has already done something, it doesn't mean they're going to be a great coach. You know, a great coach is really tuned into asking the right questions, really tuned into uh, understanding from from a really empathetic place what you're going through, you know, because if you can't be honest with your coach and really brutally honest about this is what's going on for me this is where i'm at these are the these are the roadblocks these are the fears that i have mm-hmm. then that coach isn't going to be able to help you and so a really great coach is going to create that sense of trust is going to create a container that you feel comfortable stepping into and being 100 percent vulnerable and with that vulnerability that coach can can help you understand where are you at why some of these fears may be rational why some of these fears are irrational and how to still work through the fears and and get you to the place of excitement and the place of of you uh, achieving your goals and your objectives Mm
0: -hmm. what are some fears that you think have hold you back in the past have held you back
1: hmm i would say there's a fear of success that I have and I think the fear of success is of is like a fear of isolation um feeling like oh I'm gonna be separate from from people that I know or just just a concept of like oh if I get if I get successful then people are gonna want to use me or there's all these like projections that I think that um sometimes will hold me back where it's like, oh, maybe maybe I shouldn't go that big or, or things of that nature. Um, and I know that in the past, there's been kind of like this self-saboteur um, of just like, oh, you know, if, if you're making money, then you're, you might be doing something wrong. People who make a lot of money, they're bad people. And so mm-hmm. just kind of like getting over those self-limiting beliefs mm-hmm. of, there's not enough money for, out there for everybody. There's mm-hmm. not enough abundance for everybody. There's a there's a limited amount, and if you are one of those people who right. achieve great things and make a lot of money, then you're a bad person because you're you're greedy and you're taking too much. Right. So that's been that's been one of the things that I, I've had to work through, and and that comes from just growing up, my background, mm-hmm. um, you know, people in my family, the way that they look at the world, um, and I I don't think that any of those viewpoints are wrong it's just that i know that the way i now believe is that there is an abundance for for everybody and everybody who works to in to educate themselves and who invest in themselves they're able to tap into that abundance and i'm one of those people who i'm willing to work to educate myself and Mm -hmm. invest in myself and invest um into what i believe in and so You know i know i deserve the things that are that are coming to me and that have came to me and so that's kind of like me working through that fear here on the podcast right (laughs) and what that looks like
0: speaking of abundance i want to go into more specifically financial abundance because this is a topic that can be very challenging for beginning entrepreneurs and beginning creatives you know not everyone not everyone has Um, capital to start with or a family who can support them during this time so what would your advice be um, for those beginning entrepreneurs and beginning creatives who who might be worried or um, going through fear of not having money to be able to support their lifestyle um, what what would be your advice to them to be able to still step into their passions and still be able to take care of themselves financially?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I think we all have we all have assets, right? And I mm-hmm. think that what you first have to look at is what are your assets. You everybody has some type of assets whether it's your ability to read your ability to speak english your ability to know math um it could be you have a place to live so you're not homeless that's one of your assets Mm -hmm. maybe you have a computer and so i would say list out all your assets um how much if you you know do you have any savings if you don't have savings you know, what are the skills that you have that can actually make money? You know, that's a
0: really good gratitude exercise, too.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. And, th- and think about like, how can I add value to the world? Like, what can I do? Can I knit hats? Can I write poetry and sell it? Can I make art? Can I mow somebody's lawn? Can I make websites? Like you want to think about <clears throat> what can you do that is going to add value to the world in a way that somebody is willing to take out their wallet and to pay you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what to do, maybe go on YouTube and, and YouTube uh, how to make money. And, you know, there's so many different things. I know that people go to garage sales and then they sell it on eBay. Um, but really start to think about that in the context of what do you like to do? You know, yes, you can mow lawns or you could collect cans. <laughs> but but you know, think about the things that you like to do. And now, in your assets, think about your time. I don't care who you are. like you have some free time. And what are you using? that free time for what are you doing what are you investing in are you investing in your skills are you investing in your communication and your emotional intelligence are you reading um you know are you watching valuable youtube videos um are you taking online courses are you going to school are you going to college like what are you doing with your time how are you investing it to make sure that you have even more assets or you're gaining even more financial capital so i think those are the things that i would tell anybody out there is to first list out all your assets And then really just start thinking about how can you add value to the world in a way that people are willing to pay you. And just start multiplying those things as much as you can. Just keep investing in yourself. Take the money that you make. Keep investing in more and more skills. Keep figuring out more and more what do you enjoy to do. Because the more you enjoy doing something, the more you're going to spend time doing it and the better you're going to get at it. And the better you get at it, the more value you're going to be able to create in the world, which means you're going to be able to charge more money.
0: Nice. I guess out of all that, you need patience because things aren't going to happen overnight.
1: Yeah, patience is one of those assets that I hope you have.
0: Yeah. And I like how you framed it as how to add value as opposed to how to make money because there's a difference between the two.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people look at, you know, getting paid and making money, I want to get paid, I want to be the boss. And like, if you flip it, and you think about value, then it's a lot easier to think about making money, because value is different than Mm -hmm. money, you know, if anything, you want to actually create more value than, you know, people are, are paying you, because then people are going to keep coming back, like, if I pay somebody twenty dollars for something, and I feel like that was worth a hundred dollars, like you best believe I'm coming back. You know, like best believe th- those restaurants where you go to and you're like, wow, that was an amazing meal, and it didn't even really crush my pockets. Like <laughs> I'm coming back, and so that's what value is. Is it's not just how much you pay, but it's how people feel. Mm-hmm. You know what they what they receive for what you're giving them,
0: right? Um, Speaking of value and creatives, entrepreneurs, and leaders, can you talk a little bit about Zen House and, and your work within that community?
1: Yeah, so the Zen House is a place created for leaders, creatives, and entrepreneurs to essentially elevate their life in a multifaceted of ways. We teach skills in emotional intelligence, we we teach active listening skills, nonviolent communication, um, and it's really essentially a place for people to come and authentically connect with what's going on with themselves, and to authentically connect with what's going on with the greater community around them. You know, we really push the concept of diversity and inclusion at every circle, because mm. to us, the more diverse the circle is the more we're learning, the more we're connecting, the more we're actually being a part of the way that this world actually is, which is a multicultural, multifaceted world. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's those are kind of the core principles. We have circles going on all around Los Angeles, um, in West Hollywood, in the West Adams area, Culver City area, in downtown. in downtown, in Hollywood, And these pop-ups are essentially a place for, like I said, leaders, creatives, and entrepreneurs to come together. We practice this, uh, a practice called Zen Circles inside of the Zen House. And we look at it as a practice that's similar to yoga. We look at it as mind-spirit yoga, Mm -hmm. where instead of stretching your body, you're stretching your mind. You're really taking your, your... wants and your dreams and your ambition and you're shaping them in a way that is not just a dream but it it starts to become uh, a reality Mm -hmm. and you start asking yourself the questions of you know what's holding you back from achieving what you actually want to achieve Mm -hmm. it's a way to listen to other entrepreneurs creatives and leaders and how they think how they're managing their stress and how they're going through their ups and their downs um and and what that does is it really connects us all on a human to human level Mm -hmm. whether you're a man or woman or black white asian brown whatever you are whatever your religion your ethnicity is this place is it goes beyond all those things and it connects us as humans um i think that the thing that really unites creatives leaders and entrepreneurs is we all have a vision you know we all have a place that we want to go and really we're doing that together you know none of us are doing that in isolation Mm -hmm. and so what better of a place to come and to learn about humanity than a place that you can really authentically share. And I think that in our society, there's so many forms of escapism through Mm -hmm. music and alcohol and drugs. And um, even sometimes, uh, you know, exercise can just be a form of escapism where it's like all these endorphins are running and it might not even be that healthy for your body, but it's just like, oh, I need to get away. I need to like clear my mind. Um, And so we look at the Zen house as a place that you go to. A place that you go to to escape, but more to connect to yourself. So it is a place of escape. It's a, a place of escaping.
0: Not externally from yourself.
1: No, it's a place of escaping the bullshit. It's a place of escaping the naysayers and people who are saying, oh, you can't do that. Mm. And people saying that your dream is stupid. Why would you become a musician? Why would you become a uh, a fashion designer.
0: Yeah. Or escaping preconceived doctrines or beliefs that were put on you as children and you've just now realized that it doesn't work for you anymore.
1: Exactly. And, and sometimes it means escaping your family dynamic or mm-hmm. escaping your friend group dynamic. We all know what it feels like to be with a group of friends who, you know, maybe they're not as supportive of, right. of our projects that we want them to be. And that's not really like... Uh, their fault, you know, because just not there. Yeah, they're just not where we are. And it doesn't mean they're not your friends. It doesn't mean you shouldn't stay connected with them. But sometimes what you actually really want, even though you might not know it is a group of people who are also doing that who are also dedicated mm-hmm. to their highest self and who are willing to look at themselves in the mirror and to say, you know what, this is where I'm at today. This is where I want to be tomorrow. And I'm willing to do the work to get there.
0: And honestly, I think it's super helpful to hear different perspectives that people have on the same topic because you, you know, you you go around the circle basically, right? And then the host or facilitator will ask a question and everyone will interpret that question in a different way. And for me, it's super helpful because many times i'd look at it and say to myself oh wow i never i never really looked at it that way or i never would have thought to approach that particular problem or that specific challenge in that way but i like that and i think i want to apply that to myself
1: yeah it's it's so powerful to sit in circle and just listen to the different perspectives and and that's why i said diversity is so important because i I know what it's like to be a man. I definitely don't know what it's like to be a woman, and so to lit to sit and listen to a woman's perspective helps me because mm-hmm. you know i I'm a partner you know i'm a a father, I'm a son, I'm a brother, so it's like I want to know how women feel about certain issues or what they're going through and right. or how they feel about um love or business or right. leadership, it's like because we all have powerful perspectives. Mm-hmm. and so that's such a big part of the circle is just listening to every perspective and in, in, in learning you know, I, I feel like after the circle, it's personally, I have so much energy um, but it can also be draining at the same time because it's like I'm really paying attention to everybody and I know that, my ego can say, oh, you know, don't listen to this person, don't listen to that person. But really, every person has so much to teach me. So much. And if I really just pay attention, then I can learn. Even just if it's, uh, you know, how do I not want to show up? Um, you know, it's certain things, it's like, it's always just about observing and seeing, like, what is the lesson here? And, and, and realizing that we really can learn from everybody.
0: What are you excited about
1: i have so many projects that i'm currently working on that are in the works that are moving that i know that's why i wanted to ask Um, you you know one of the things the collaborations that the zen house has been putting together in the last couple months are really exciting we just um made the agreement with lightning in a bottle so we're we're going to be leading a workshop there which, as you know, is literally, like, one of my favorite festivals in the whole world. Um, So make sure you guys get your tickets and come to the Zen Circles at Lightning in a Bottle.
0: Get your tickets soon because the prices are going to go up, I think, in in a day.
1: (laughs) Soon. So, you know, get your tickets, and that's going to be awesome. We're working with Remedy Place, um, which is an amazing membership-only wellness club in the heart of hollywood on sunset it's state-of-the-art facility we're going to be hosting some circles out of that space um we're working with the dots uh co-working space in west adams in culver city they have an amazing facility so you know really just creating collaborations all across the city um, and across you know California, just really expanding what this work means and, and what this work is to the community that, that we know we are, we're servicing. So to the creatives, to the leaders, mm-hmm. to the entrepreneurs. Um, I'm really excited about those things. I'm working on some new music with uh, a partner of mine, Thought Work so i'm really excited about that i have, we're working on the second album of a trilogy so days of the desert so that's coming out in uh mid-year so that's where can
0: people find your music
1: so you can go on spotify it's on apple music um all the streaming platforms search professor moses and you'll find the mountaintop which is the first album of the trilogy of albums that we're putting out and I'm really excited for this company, Cabana, that is launching. It's, um, it's really reexamining how commercials, how content is being created, how original content is being created, how it's being distributed. Um, so be on the lookout for that. There's some big announcements coming.
0: You've got big people involved with that one too. I Definitely
1: some amazing, amazing partners lined up for that project. Um, so yeah, so I've been, I've been working on that for two years, so really excited about that. Um, I'm really excited to continue working with my coaching clients. They're all killing it. And yeah, just looking forward to the, the next quarters of this year, I have things laid out as far as, um, a lot of different podcast interviews, um, along with this amazing one and yeah just excited to to jump into the expansion phase of what we're doing at the zen house what we're doing with cabana and yeah i'm still djing all around the city you know how much i love to dj and 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 to play music and you know i play all around venice and you know all over los angeles so just really excited for for those projects to continue to spin and continue to elevate
0: i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna ask you some questions these are kind of like I guess lightning your fire around mm-hmm. um, so say the first thing that comes to your mind sounds good Okay. who do you look up to and why
1: Warren Buffett because he's created so much abundance for himself and all the people that he works with they all love him and they're all happy and he has the same staff he ha- he's had for like 40-50 years I knew it's you
0: were going to say Warren Buffett that's oh, my guy <laughs> Um, what's something that you tell your 20-year-old self?
1: Keep going. You got this. Everything you're doing is right. Everything you're doing is perfect.
0: Oh, I love that. What's one piece of learning or realization that's really impacted your life?
1: Understanding my relationship with shame and moving towards a non-dualistic way of thinking and a, more of a non-violent way of thinking.
0: mm What do you think our society needs more of?
1: More love.
0: What's your purpose here in the world?
1: My purpose and my mission is to co-create a world of culture, abundance, love, and vitality through embodying my greatness and supporting my community to embody their greatness. That was awesome.
0: Wait, before you go. Tell everyone where they can find you and work with you as a coach and how can everyone participate in Zen Circles to be a part of Zen House?
1: Yes, you can definitely reach out to me on realchangeagent.com, the realchangeagent.com, but it's realchangeagent.com. And you can find all of the information about the Zen House at zenhouse.la and on that website that's where we have all the information for the circles coming up, the workshops um. and hit me up on social media I'm at Enrico Moses and I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, definitely reach out to me, I'm all about the community vibes, um, I'm all about helping people get to the top of their mountaintop so reach out to me, let's work together, let's figure out how we can make this world a better place
0: i'll put that in the show notes too
1: amazing thank you so much mary thank you